Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. anymore. 
Now you have like 25 people that you have to pray for. And, you know, I also talked to her about, you know, now that he has like a regular secular job, which he's like a filmmaker and, you know, now, and, a, and I think she said a craftsman, a lover of craftsmen, and how he had to make the shift mentally from just working and being behind the camera and, you know, crafting some leather to now crafting lives on earth, here on earth, and mentally having to now, you know, put all of that together and weave these lives together, you know, based on what they're bringing to the table and what what God has given him for these lives, and, you know, now you have to cover these lives in a different way. You know, she talked about how he has to come home. You know, when he started off coming home, it was just a family, just coming home to a wife, to now coming home and having to work, you know, how many hours a day, and then you're home, and now you're up another four or five hours praying and talking to people and having to leave the house, you know, at the last minute to to go and, and deal with a situation and man, that's 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 some definite mental shift. Make no doubt about it. She also talked about, you know, praying for, you know, her husband's mind when he had separated and was doing something different spiritually and how she still had to fast and pray and, you know, go to church and, you know, still do what she needed to do for the Lord, which now pushes us, pushes us into the switch tip. Pray for yourself. Now, that is something that she had to do. Because, you know, if, if your husband is off kilter in any way, he can't pray for you. He couldn't pray for her. You know, if, if, if he's off on another tangent for any other reason, listen, if he is off on his own for a week, that's a week he can't pray for you. You're going to have to pray for yourself. You've got to have your own ministry and life in Christ because you've got to pray for yourself. You know, she had to pray for herself. She had to pray for herself as a mother. She had to pray for herself as a wife. She had to pray for herself as a friend, as a confidant. You know, all of those things you have to cover. And if you're married and and your husband is not in its his right position to pray for you, then you're going to have to do this thing. Your prayers have got to be on point. But here's, what, here's a bigger issue that I, I want to bring forward when we're talking about this praying for yourself. The Bible tells us don't live a life that will hinder your prayers from being answered. Now, if your husband, who is supposed to be covering you, 
not cover you. And now this thing shifts to where you have to do the covering for your family. Now, we, we heard this uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were um, listening to the rebroadcast of the enemy tried to kill my, or steal my husband with the use of drugs. When you are now having to carry your family, your marriage, in prayer, your lifestyle better be intact. You better have a relationship with the Lord. And I don't mean no partial relationship with the Lord. Because this thing here is going to matter. You're not going to be able to jump up and, 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 and the gears shift and you're going to have to be the one that pray and pray to both of you through. But yet, you can't do it. Because your relationship with the Lord is off kilter. Where do you think that marriage is going to be? Where do you think your family is going to be? What do you think your situation is going to be like? You, I'm telling you something. You better think about this thing. You know, we, we're talking about praying for yourself. And you can't pray for you and your husband, ladies, if... You're not doing what God needs you to do. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You got to make sure that your life in Christ are closed in all four corners. Because you can't leave a crack nor crevice for the enemy to come in if you, you know, mm-mm, mm-mm, if you need that prayer. To go to the Lord and not be hindered, and 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 and, and the, everything is counting on your prayer. Your prayers will be hindered if you've allowed the enemy. If you ain't got no time for God, if you've let everything come in between you and God, if you've uh, uh, allowed your friends. To take you away If you've allowed your family To take you away If you've allowed those things To take you away Now it comes time for you To pray for your family And guess what mm. That that thing that may have taken Five minutes May take about twelve And we don't have twelve minutes At times Because something could be going on With your husband That uh, Needs your immediate your immediate attention, your immediate prayer, and the immediate time that that prayer is going to be answered. And, you know, yesterday when she was talking about her husband had kind of separated and she needed to pray and and take time with the Lord and do what she needed to do. Now, can you imagine if her life wasn't where it needed to be? Well, it's good she had a praying mama that she watched and she patterned herself behind because she knew how to go into prayer for her husband, that clearly her life was hidden in Christ properly where it didn't take nine years for her husband to come up out of that thing. So, 
you know, you're going to have to pray for your husband's mind and pray for yourself. So, uh, we're going to have to get this thing together, ladies, because uh, Terry came strong. Pastor Terry came strong yesterday in that short amount of time. Very impressive. Very impressive. Very proud of her. Very proud of her. We're going to be hearing more from her because we can't let that little small segment be the last we hear of our Pastor Terry. No, 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 no. We're going to get her back. So, uh, be prepared. All right? All right. I'm so happy to be with you today. Thank God. Because it's Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. Oh, we get a chance to get our talk on and I've got a few stories that uh you know, just might pique your interest. You know. Get our talk on. So let's take that time to go get that healthy breakfast. Take that time to tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go nowhere because we'll be right back. Nearly 1.5 million high school students nationwide suffer physical abuse from a dating partner each year. The Suffolk County Task Force to Prevent Family Violence encourages you, the parents of teenagers, to do a few easy things during National Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month to help keep our teens safe. Monitor your children's cell phone use. If you are worried about who they are interacting with, or what they are viewing, consider putting parental controls on their phones so that you can keep them safe. Know what social media sites your children are using and what they are posting. Teach your children that nothing posted on social media is private and that the internet is very much a public place. Most importantly, talk to your teenagers. Get to know their friends. Be that person that your teenagers and their friends can talk to. Remember, relationships are about how you're made to feel now how things look. Together, we can end teen dating violence here in Suffolk County. Parents can make a difference. And 
we entered into this Tuesday, you know, with some stuff that we want to talk about. Got some stories that'll keep our attention for a little while. Uh, some stuff you may have heard, some stuff you may not have heard. And uh, let's uh, get our morning started. All right, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? Hmm. All right, let me, let me get my stories together. Let me get my stories together. All right. So, we have, <laughs> excuse me. Now, it's important to teach our children, you know, the the important stuff like honesty and respect and, you know, telling them the things to do and things not to do. And uh, <laughs> sometimes that stuff that we teach our kids, you know, kind of come back to haunt us. Now, we had this uh, family in, let's see, this looks like, where was this? Hey, when they tell, like, oh, here it's Kentucky. They talk, you know, they give you the county, like you know, all of all of a sudden where they, where this is located. So, out in Kentucky, there was an incident where the deputies had to go out to a home. They say to serve a woman with, you know, an outstanding with some outstanding warrants for her arrest. And the 45-year-old woman was wanted on charges of meth and drug paraphernalia. So clearly she did not, you know, show up to court. So now they have to send the authorities out to get her. And so they get to the house and they ask for the woman. And everybody's saying, you know, they don't know where she is. They uh, they haven't heard from her. They haven't spoken to her, and they hear some little one talking, and this little toddler is in the room, and he says, "It is good to be honest." That's what they heard. That's what the deputies heard, and they look down and they see this little child with his hand on his hips, saying, we shouldn't lie. And then they, then, and he tells them, she's inside the, inside the room next to the bathroom. Ha! Oh, my goodness gracious. Wow. So sure enough, the deputies find the woman in the room where the little boy described so she ends up being arrested on the drug charges and for other warrants that they had for her. And, you know, they, they really hailed this little, <laughs> this little one for his integrity. You know, so you're teaching your child, you know, you shouldn't lie. And then what do you do? You go and lie right in front of them. So, you know, a lot of times we end up behind the eight ball because 
you know, I, I, I've said this before. We are no longer in the do as I say, not do as I do. You know, no, no. Did I say that right? Do as I say, no. Yeah. You know, the, the years ago they used to say, you know, with a cigarette hanging out their mouth, you know, you be, I better not catch you smoking. And yet you got a cigarette hanging from your mouth. So the kids are not listening. They're no longer listening to what you're saying. They're watching what you do. So, you know, what do you do when you're, when your two-year-old is standing here and you're lying and he has to speak up? <laughs> Can you imagine standing in the room and you look down and you hear some uh, little voice? To, oh, we shouldn't lie. Mm, mm. Wow. Wow. So, mm, I guess they learned the hard way that they shouldn't be uh, telling no lies. Okay. Well, what else do we have? What else are we talking about today? Hmm. Let's see what else we're talking about today. Well, uh, you know, I, I don't understand. People are just losing their mind, losing their mind. Everything is cause for murder, cause for, for maiming, cause for attack, everything. You can't do anything. Again, we're talking about Kentucky. So they had this, they say this man uh, in a best Western restaurant. So they're in this hotel, and this Robert Pennell assaults a couple in the parking lot at the hotel after they wouldn't give him a cigarette lighter. So he enters the hotel, he shoots the worker and shoots multiple rounds just all over the place, just starts shooting. And he's a, he's a, he's a guest. Again, 55. It's like, it's like as you're getting older, you're getting crazier. Because yesterday, all of our, most of our, yeah, I think it was all of our, all of our uh, perpetrators yesterday were like over 50. So they say he then threw the gun in the lobby of the hotel after he shot, and they found him later, you know, and, and still in the parking lot. So you do all this shooting, and you still in the parking lot? So unfortunately, um, the female worker um, from the hospital was shot in the head and the body and ended up dying lately. I'm sorry, later that afternoon. And, you know, now he's facing all kinds of charges also, including first-degree murder, assault, and endangerment um, charges. And why are we shooting? Because we can't get what? 
a cigarette lighter. This, 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 it's, it's just come down to nothing. We're shooting, we're killing, we're attacking for nothing. For nothing. And it's like, what do you do after that? What do you do after that? What do you do after that? So, so you won't give him the cigarette lighter, so now I'm going to get shot over that? Oh, Lord have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I got some mishmash stuff to talk about today. You know, they, 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 I came across an article. It's kind of cute. It says, when you don't care if you get fired. Uh, and they're, 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 these people have written in and said, you know, these were the red flags that showed that you desperately need to quit your job. So there's, there's a person that says, I've only ever walked out from one job. I decided to quit when I started getting to work early but ended up late because I was sitting in my car dreading to go in. And how many times has that happened in life? Gosh, you don't even want to go to your job. How many people have had that feeling? You know, it, it's, I haven't worked in, oh, my gosh, 12 years. But I've worked pretty much all my life. And I remember the days where I just didn't want to go to work. And, you know, it kind of seemed like I jumped ship from our news stories. But I really haven't, you know, it, it because these are all the little things that kind of set you off. And we don't know what's wrong with people. We don't know what's wrong with people. You know, you're really at the point where everything will set people off. So, you know, you go to work every day and you're hoping that, you know, you just make it home. And here's a hotel worker who gets shot because a man is upset that somebody won't give him something as, as, as small as a cigarette lighter. So in, in actuality, we know good and well that's not the real problem. But this is how he handles it. All right? Uh, all right. So another indicator that a red flag is when you need to quit your job, they say when the paycheck is late or bounces. Now, baby... That that's a that, never, never. I, I've worked in two accounting departments, uh, a payroll administrator for quite quite a, quite a few years. Ain't nobody trying to hear nothing about their paycheck. You want to make an enemy, man. I have told y'all several times about how I have gone to work, and I used to get come in behind them. They were due at 8.30. I was there at 9 o'clock, and there would be times I get there on a Wednesday in the line. I'm like, yo, y'all need to go sit down. Y'all need to go sit down because I need to get in here and take off my coat. I need to be able to sit in my seat. Just, you know, leave me a voicemail or send me an email or something. But I don't need to be meeting you at the door at my desk. And then half the time, it wasn't even your fault. Well, not half the time. Most times, it wasn't even for the manager, you know, forgot 
an hour, two hours. You know, and I get it. I get it. You know, every one of those hours in your paycheck means something. Every one of those checks means something. You don't want to hear nothing about your check because that could be your, 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 your metro card. That could be your milk money. That could be your rent money. Nah. So I, I get it. But you start talking about people's hours. Now, that's only hours. We ain't talking about you didn't miss the whole check or the check bounced. Oh, my goodness gracious. I would not. Ooh, talk about people going postal. Mm, my goodness. Mm, what else? What else? What else? Uh, I'm trying to find a good one. I don't want to. Well, they say, when I get an offer for more money at another job, well, that is something that will make a person leave a job. Because you know what? Most people are there at a job for money. They're not there for the job because that's what they like to do. No. Most times, people are there at the job just for the money. So if someone comes along and they make more money, or they're offering you more money, you can make more money, you gone. There ain't no loyalty to that job. You better hope you get the two weeks notice because they're out. Because they didn't already left a long time ago mentally. They're just there going through the motions. That's it. That's it. So, you know, let's see if we can find another one. Hmm. Wow, let's see. Oh, here we go. When a new person who was just hired is making more money than you. That was a huge thing. That was a huge thing, and I'm sure it's a huge thing now. You know, don't discuss money, how much you make. You know, that was always a no-no. And we had an episode here where we talked to the millennials, and that was one of the things that they say people do now that was, you know, something that we just did not do back in the day. We didn't discuss salary. Whatever I made, I held close to my chest. Whatever you made, you held close to your chest. And we didn't know. We couldn't, you know, make that complaint. But they say now, people talk. That's part of the conversation. They're going to let you know. You know, and they don't care. They don't care how much hell it brings to the job. No, not at all. Uh, Somebody put, when I started crying on the drive home, I knew it was time to leave the job. Yep, time to leave the job. When you crying, when it's time to go home. Nobody should have to leave work crying because they've been so stressed out all day from the job. No, it's time to leave the job. Come on. Come on, it's time to leave the job. Then you don't end up shooting people over a cigarette lighter. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, let's get back to our other news. Uh, this was an interesting story. This was an interesting story. So you have this Christian school in Vermont who forfeited a girl's basketball game during the championship tournament because one of the players on the opposite team was a transgender student. 
So if this is a girls' basketball championship tournament, then the transgender had to be a boy. And they withdrew because they felt that playing with a biological male jeopardized the fairness of the game. Now, I, I happen to agree. I happen to agree, you know. And see, this is where you get caught up in all of these technicalities because they are not allowed in the schools to discriminate. So if the child is a transgender child, then you, uh, they say the state law, where were we, in Vermont, permits a transgender female to play. And this is, oh, Lord have mercy. They're making the stand that they should be provided the same opportunity to participate in phys ed. And they want to take it case by case. So although it's a global um, uh, rule, you have to take it case by case because, you know, but my thing is, how are you going to make it a global rule? How are you going to make it a global rule if you're going to have to end up taking it case by case? But see, this, okay, so, oh, God, what a sticky situation because I have my own stance on, you know, this, this, transgender thing but at the end of the day it is unfair for a group of girls to play with a boy, with a male isn't that why they separate because of the different uh, body structures and all kinds of things well they ended up with this other issue because they had to share the same locker room. So how do you work that out? Because a transgender um, child does not want to be with the opposite. So they they were really stuck in Vermont. They were really stuck in Vermont. Um, they really ended up having to make some real hard decisions. And I think y'all brought this on yourselves. I think you brought this on yourselves. But this is the life that we're living now. This is the life we're living, where you are stuck between a rock and a hard place because of all of the rules that y'all have allowed to slide into the school. So my thing is, then just make something in the middle. <laughs> you know, just make another locker room. You know, let it be a classroom. I don't know, but you can't force, <clears throat> excuse me, a group of girls who know that this is really a boy, but whose transgender is a girl, and you're going to force them to adjust if they're not comfortable. 
if they're not comfortable. And then they got to the point where they were talking about this was bullying. So then the girls started to reject that because they felt that they were not bullying. And it's not bullying. You, you, you're standing up for yourself. They didn't say that they were teasing. That, that does not come up at all here. But for some reason, they're calling the stance of not wanting to share the locker room as harassment. So now somebody's saying, well, we should bring up harassment charges or bullying charges if, you know, this is what they're doing. So now... They're fighting to have all those charges dropped. This is a mess. This is one solitary mess. This is a mess. And I'm really wondering how often this is going on. Because this has got to be an issue. This is good. Now, of course, the boys are not going to care, you know, necessarily if it's the opposite way. <laughs> you know, but you definitely have this issue in, in this arena. You definitely have it in this arena. These girls are not trying to hear anything about, you know, this boy being up in the locker room with us. We don't care whether he's dressing as a girl or not. That doesn't matter to them. What are we talking about here? Mm. Oh, oh, oh. We got two more other stories that are sick, sick, sick. So you have this. New Jersey surgeon. Oh, Lord have mercy. He's a plastic surgeon at that. So now his medical license is suspended. After they found out that when he puts, (laughs) what he was doing was when he, um, during the numbing period, and they say that's during the time when the anesthesia takes effect, that he was watching porn because he needed that to stimulate him doing the surgery. Oh, Jesus. And I mean, oh, Jesus. I'm not calling the name in vain. We, we need Jesus. This is why we need Jesus. They also say that the biggest issue was he took the woman's hand. She was laying on the table, and he took the woman's hands, this female patient, put her hand on his thigh, and told her to rub his genitals in order to get him motivated to perform the procedure. And that's what he would do to the ladies. And he would do that after the the attend you know, the the the, uh, the medical assistant would leave the room. Well my question is after they started mandating that these women be in the room, because, you know, at one point that was not a rule, but because so many of these jerks were doing these uh, nasty things to the 
to the patients that they are in the room. Why are you leaving the room? Ain't that the reason why you're in the room? So you go in the room, and for whatever the reason was, you left the room, and when you would leave the room, he would now ask the women for sexual favors in order to get him motivated to perform the procedure. Or he was watching porn while the anesthesia was taking effect. So, but, but here's the part that was the kicker for me. So they say that he won't face any criminal charges because the one of the women declined to press charges. You took my hand, put it on your thigh, told me to touch your genitals, and you're not going to jail? What part of my heart feels sorry for you? that I'm not going to press charges. Now, we've all heard of the women who um, who, who, who won't press charges against a man because, you know, he hit her, and now she feels sorry. She don't want him locked up. We, we've all heard of that stuff there. But when you do something like this, I come to you for plastic surgery. I didn't come to you for no, 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 no sexual nothing. Just when I read it, my stomach turned to think that you, oh, no, you would be on the first thing smoking to a jailhouse. I'm not changing my mind. I'm not feeling sorry for you. What you did was intentional. And and here's the thing. You need to press charges for, 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 for the future women that he would have done this to. But so the worst case scenario is, his license was suspended, but who's to say he's not going to go and practice anyway? How many of them do that anyway? So that's why it's important that we take the time to go all the way. Well, she's a stupid dope. She's a dope. She's a dope. But I tell you, here's one woman. Here is one woman out in Indonesia that uh, she's no men know. So. There's this woman out in Indonesia who was dating this guy who was 28 years old. She's 28. And they have an, they have a relationship. <laughs> Excuse me. They're in a relationship. The relationship is going fine. There's nothing wrong with the relationship. He asks her to go to a hotel. So she goes to the hotel and he asks her to have sex. And she tells him that she's not in the mood. Not today. Okay? Not today. Well, he tells her, if you don't give me sex, I'm going to take and put out all of the sex tapes that I have. And and I'm going to send it and make it go viral. And put it out there. Well, she wasn't too keen on that idea. So she cut his penis off. <laughs> Excuse me. They show pictures. When I tell you blood is everywhere, 
blood is everywhere. How he even lived, I'm trying to figure out. Blood is everywhere. So she needed to be the one in the operating room. And I ain't saying she should have cut off the penis. But he would have known. She would have done something. Her response would have been something. And pressing charges would not have been on her. So now she's in jail. (laughs) Yeah, they put her in jail. She's in jail now. And uh, she's, she's, she's in jail, but I guess they're trying to figure out what the charges are outside of cutting off his penis. They're waiting to hear from the male at the time of the at the time of this uh article. So no means no. <clears throat> Excuse me to some people. You know, had he threatened her, he would have been sorry. Had this doctor threat had her, he'd have been very sorry. And unfortunately he didn't get her as the patient. That's who he needed to get as the patient. Because this other dope who wouldn't press charges, she 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 needs to be ashamed of herself. Because I promise you, he's he's gonna practice someplace else. Yeah, he's gonna practice. His his, his operating time ain't over. His operating time ain't over. Let's say good morning to our pastor Charlene. Good morning, Pastor Charlene. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today, my love? I am well, thank you. I am well. How are you? I am well. Little horsey, but I'm well. What'd you say? You what? I said my voice is a little horsey, but I'm well. Oh, okay, okay, okay. My sinuses. <laughs> oh, well, I hope you feel better. I hope you feel better. All right, Pastor Charlotte. You. You're welcome. So, we got this issue of the transgender um, child and the girls on the team two issues they forfeit their championship opportunity because they refuse to play with the opposing team who has a transgender child um, on it so he's really a, she's really a boy What's your thought on that? And then what's your thought on the fact that, you know, now, you know, they have the same child in the locker room with the other young, with the young ladies? Well, first I thought of that movie, Joanna Man. Remember that? Ah, that's right. That's right. With Miguel Nunez. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I thought of that, and they have every right. If it's a girl's team, it should be a girl's team. Um, If it's a boy's team, let it be a boy's team. I think that they need to make, like you stated, another team for everybody that can play. If you want to play, you know, boys and girls, co-ed, or however, agenda, whatever, then you can be on that team. I think that, no, it should not be no charges made on that. I think that the girls was right. Take a stand. 
you know, because once you open up that door, everybody is coming in. Um, and when you say about going in the locker room, that's a that's another issue too. Because like even now, you know, when we go to the bathroom, you know, you don't know who's in the bathroom with you. Right. You know, and be safe. You know, especially for our children. Yes. So parents step up and and take that stand and. And let it be, you know, you want to do what you want to do with your kid, that's on you. But for my kid, our first is safety and to protect them. So I think that they need to uh, be able just to take their stand and be with them. That's all. Make another team. It's so easy. Make a team. Whoever wants to play, you know, just join that team. Absolutely. And and it's not discrimination. It's just putting everybody in their own lane, in their lane. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're going to cause what is, what's going to make it now everybody's going to divide. And that's what you don't want. You don't want division even with the little kids. You, you're bringing on something that you don't have to. You don't have to. And this is the choice that you made that you, you know, that you want a sex change or whatever, then that's your choice. But I don't have to to join in with you. Absolutely. And and that's, it's a, you know, when you want to make this inclusion inclusion um, issue, you know, you want to put this up, well, they should be included, and, you know, we don't want to discriminate and separate. But you can't force it. You cannot force this on everybody. This is not acceptable to everybody. These, this is still a boy. And although, you know, this is a transgender thing and this boy is operating as a girl, you know, you don't, you don't, you, you can't force everybody's comfortability with this thing. You can't. You really can't force everybody's comfortability. And, and that's, it's unfair. That's- it's definitely unfair. Absolutely. What about this doctor? Would you have told charges, Pastor Charlotte? No, I wouldn't have pressed charges. I would have been that twenty-eight year old woman. Uh, <laughs> that would have. Been oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> but yeah, she should have pressed charges. But then when you was talking about, because you know, I always got something. So when you was talking about it, I thought about. Was it her first time? Was this her was first, first time, time you know, encountering, encountering with him? Well, that's that. That made it weird for me too, because I can't imagine this is this. You're you're new to this, and it's not so offensive that you would not press charges. And that's why I said, where in my heart? Do I feel sorry enough for you not to press charges? That makes no sense to me. So I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, is this a cousin or, you know, somebody who knew him, a family friend, maybe, you know, um, that she didn't want to press charges and she didn't know this about him? Because I I agree. Something doesn't smell right about this because that wouldn't make sense to me, Pastor Charlotte. Exactly. And also, where's the, why did this lady leave? So she's used to this too. The person that, that he worked with. Right? 
Right. So yes. she she knew when her cue was now I leave the room. Mhm. So she's a part of it as well. I agree. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. They. I remember the day, Pastor Charlene, when you were in the room alone. You were in the room, a room alone with the dentist. You were in the. You were in the room alone with the GYN doctor. You were in the room alone with anybody. It didn't matter. You were alone mm-hmm. in the room. They did not have the watchdog. And now, after the men were caught constantly, you know, doing things that they were not supposed to be doing, they mandated that someone else, female, should be in the room. So my thing is, how are you leaving out the room? You knew what the deal was. I agree. I, that that doesn't make sense to me. What's the point of you being in the room if you got to turn around and leave out of the room? No. Exactly. That ain't making sense to me either. All right, Pastor Charlotte. Don't pass go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because she's part of the problem. She's part of the problem. She's really part of the problem. I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I agree with you. All right, so you got your girl, 28 years old, in Indonesia. She says, oh, you going to leak these tapes? Leak this tape. And he was leaking all over the place. Blood was everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Blood was everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Yes. But my thought was, if he asked you to go to the hotel, what you was going to do? You thought he was not going to have sex with you? Well, that's he asked you what, to go? that was the comment of most of the of the readers of the article. When he asked you to the hotel, why would you go if you were not in the mood? Why would you go? It wasn't like he even, like, invited you over, let's say, to his house, and there was sometimes y'all would go there and chill. Then maybe you could take a chance that, you know what, I thought we were going to watch a movie or something. But when you went to the hotel... We're paying for He's not paying for a hotel just because. Exactly. That's what I thought of. You know, um, first of all, because, you know, if they take you out to eat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they want to return. Remember when, I know he's coming behind me, but remember when Pastor K.L. said, when you open up the menu, Pastor K.L., what side she can eat on if... She gonna get some or she not? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I didn't. That was the first time I had ever heard. Um, you know, that coming out of somebody. I had never heard anybody say that before. Oh, but yeah, that was that was my rude awakening. Yeah. Um, I got a question. I've missed. Did he live? He lived. He lived. Oh, They're okay. actually waiting for him, Pastor Charlene, to get his side of the story. Because she was arrested, but she wasn't charged. So they're waiting to hear what he says. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Well, I guess they're waiting to see whether he wants to press charges or not. Well, look, he he got videos of her. She's going to make a movie. How about that? She's going to get more money even though she in jail. Because you can make a movie on that. 
Well, that, that's the other thing that the, that the reader said, that the Lorena Bobbitt story is no longer the story of the headline. Well, here's, here's my thought, Pastor Charlotte. They, you know, in another, in another place and possibly here, this could also be seen as attempted rape. So he may want to watch what he says. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they're trying to wait to hear what he said. Because if if that's her stance, she can go to jail for, you know, cutting off his penis. But he can also go to jail for attempted rape. So, you know, that, that mm-hmm. that's, that's the other thing. That's a real touchy situation here. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, Pastor Charlotte. Let's talk to Pastor KL and see what he's got to say. Good morning. Uh, this morning. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning. How are you? I am well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. How are you doing over there? Oh, man, I'm just peachy, just peachy. You know, okay. anytime y'all start talking about cutting off penises, it got, got me a little sensitive, but, you know, we can talk. You know what? Okay, we'll start off on a lighter topic. We're talking about this transgender issue and the girls' basketball um, team's stance. You know, they forfeited their championship game because they refused to play with um, the opposing team who had a transgender. I, I never get this right. I always say it backwards, but he was really, a, she was really a boy. And they refused to play against um, the team because the team had a boy on it, despite the fact of the transgender issue. And they also um, had this issue where they are refusing to share locker rooms with these transgender individuals. And they are now calling that harassment and bullying. So first, what do you feel about this stance to not play against the opposing team because of the transgender individual? Well, I'm definitely, I'm definitely for that. I'm definitely, definitely for that. I think it's it's unfair. Um, I I think the the sides will be heavier. You know, you got a guy playing; he's stronger. You know, saying, I mean, it's just to me, it's unfair. Now, I would say also, and I know you didn't ask me, but I think it's unfair for the parents. You know, I, I'm trying to figure out at, at this school age, what parent is, is allowing you or saying, okay, you can be a girl if you want to be a girl. You can be a boy if you want to be a boy. I'm just trying, I, I, I'm not grasping how these folks say, you know, well, you know, you have your own mind, you can do what you want. No, no, you, you can't. I'm sorry. You, you don't know what's best for you in the school age. I'm sorry. I don't care what you feel like. You know, there, there, there was sometimes I, I, I thought at an early age, I was ready to have sex. So do I tell my mama and dad, Hey, you know, I'm going to find me a little woman. Cause I'm ready. You don't know what, what you want. How many times we was ready to go out and get our own place. We have a died cause we hated our parents. So I'm trying to figure out these parents who, who perpetuate these problems and then don't understand why, my child is being picked on. But you started this whole thing. You didn't think that at some point this stuff would happen? 
So I, I think the whole thing stems with the parents, and then it ties the teacher's hands because we can't do nothing to the child. Uh, this this is ridiculous, totally ridiculous. Well, we're going to come back to that. We're going to come back to that because I definitely want to see what Pastor Charlotte and Pastor Jeff have to say about that. So we're going to go that. That's it's it's an interesting point. We're going to come back to that. Um, okay, so you kind of answered the, the balance of that conversation. <laughs> We're going to come back to that, though, because I definitely want to talk about that. All right. So this New Jersey doctor who is, you know, watching porn in the room, I'm assuming on his laptop, while the, while the anesthesia is taking effect on the patient, and he puts the woman's hand on his thigh, you know, to tell her and tells her he needs her to touch his genitals in order to get him motivated to do this plastic surgery. But she doesn't press charges. What's your thought? My my, my thought is that she knew him, she's been with him, uh, so, something you have to be, have some type of familiarity, you know, in order to be comfortable with this. You know, I, I listen. I don't care how much excuse me, I'm under. You start telling me to touch you in places, I I, I know what I'm doing. You know, I, and then even if I didn't know what I'm doing, once I found out, once I came to myself, I'll be so infuriated. But yeah, I'll be pressing charges, and for for you to, to not press charges and to think that it's okay. You know, you, you have to have some type of common bond with this guy. Okay, okay, okay. So you're on the same page with Pastor Charlene and I. All righty. Well, we have the Indonesian, uh, Lorena Bobbitt. And, you know, she went to, she has had this affair with this man, she's, she's in a relationship. Let me not say an affair. She's in a relationship with this man. He invites her to the hotel. She tells him she's not in the mood. And he tells her, I'm going to leak our sex tapes all over the place if you don't have sex with me. And because of that, she takes his knife <laughs> and cuts his penis off. Now, they're waiting for him They've asked her all the questions they were going to ask. They're waiting for him to give them his side of the story. Now, I know this is a sensitive subject to men. You know, it's not easy to talk about like the women can talk about it. But what's your thought on the case itself? Well, my, my thought is, should, should she have done that? No. I mean, there had to be some type of very, very, very explicit pictures that that you are sensitive to and you did not want it to get out. But then I guess my other question would be now, was it worth it? You almost you almost wanted to get the pictures out because now you're going to spend your, almost your life in jail. So, I mean, what was, was the cutting off of the throne, was that worth it? And then my other question was, if there's anybody who's a plastic surgeon, do they do, like, Penis transplants? I mean, how does that work at, at this point? Is it just gone? You, you know what I mean? I, I just, I just don't know. And and as you say, you know, this this could be a, uh, I, I guess a, a a step into, you know, rape. 
You know, so I, I don't know how much he going to say. So, I mean, because he'll lose twice. You know, you lost your manhood, and now you're going to jail. I mean, it's just not worth yeah. it. Yeah, and and that's the thing. You know, he, he's going to come to, and he's going to have to tell why and what provocated her to make this move. And it, it ain't going to look good. If they have those kind of laws where no is no, and despite the fact that you went to the hotel and what in the world did you think was going to take place when you went to the hotel, and they bypassed that part to the part where she said no. And, you know, somehow or another you, you were forcing her. So maybe you weren't physically forcing her, but you tried to force her. So, you know, that could be a form of rape. So, hey, you may have to, like you said, you may have to face this thing in a whole different way. So, I don't know. You may want to keep your mouth closed and take that first loss and call it a day. Because you may have to face another piper that you ain't, you know, you're not so, uh, you know, you're not, you may not be so easy to to speak about. So, listen. I don't that, know. That first don't loss know, was already was already big enough. That first well, loss was big enough. What? Just just stop it after keep moving. You know, th- th- here's the thing. Too bad you didn't have the plastic surgeon that the, that 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 didn't go to jail. Maybe you could go find him and get you know take care. Let him take care. Hey, of listen, listen. For my manhood, I'd be rubbing his thigh right now. You know what? I can't. I can't. I can't. Leave it to you. Leave it to you. Leave it to you. Um, I want to go back to your point of, you know, you're, you're too young to tell me what you want. Now, I remember Shanti's going to Mariah's school to pick her up or something one day. And there was a conversation that ensued about a child. And now remember, Mariah is now eight. So she's in elementary school. And there was a parent who was battling with her little girl because the little girl didn't want to wear dresses. And she was, she wanted to wear pants all the time or dress a certain way and it kind of it kind of touches on what you're saying because the conversation was well why does she have a say in what she wants to wear you buy the clothes she should wear the clothes now you go from that all the way to here you have a child who is a transgender child and you are okay with this, clearly, because the child has even entered into sports and is playing for the opposite team as the opposite sex. And, you know, where do you stand on this as a parent? Let me speak to Pastor Jeff. Good morning, Pastor Jeff. Good morning. Are you there, Pastor? Good morning. How are you? you? I can hear you. How are you? I'm good. Well, good. 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 I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm well. Thank you. So you heard Pastor KL's stance on this transgender thing. 
how how does this work with you as a parent? Where do, what stand do you take as a parent? I mean, you know where I stand. You know, I know, you know but I want you to want you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have my daughter uh, playing against no man. That's a man, and I don't care what what they say. I don't care what the law says. All right, she she shouldn't have to go in no locker rooms with with no man. She shouldn't have to play against no man. All right, and it, it's a shame what they're doing. And it's a shame with the, like like Pastor Kale said, it's a shame that the parents would even allow it because a child cannot know what they want, and even even an adult doesn't know what they want a lot of times. There's a lot of my my my. I found out it took me twenty thirty years to find out what I really want. You know, so can okay. you imagine they they let them have these sex changes and and do all this stuff, to me, they should go to jail for that. Because what's the difference in sitting up there, you know, you, you having sex with a little kid, a doctor mutilate a little kid in their genital areas and change their sex lives at that age. I don't understand how, how they can't see the connection in it. If it's perversion and pedophilia, if, if a, an adult has sex with a child, don't you think that that got to be the same thing to let a child get mutilated and, and, and change their sex at that age? I mean, it, it's just crazy. It makes me angry. I can't stand Dwayne Wade and his wife and, and, and their little speech they made, on, you know, on the award thing. You know, like they, he being a real father, standing behind his son who's underage and don't know what he wants, and his son turns into a girl, you know, and he's okay with that, you know. But don't get me started. <laughs> well, I kind of knew how you felt um, from other conversations that we've had here or, or on the show. But I, I have to let you speak it, you know, your piece. And um, point well taken, point well taken, because they I saw the, the two of them in an article this morning when I was kind of um, glossing through to pick up any additional stories. And every time I look at these two, they just irk my ever-loving nerves, Pastor Jeff. And and, 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 the, and the boy is standing there dressing like a little girl. And I'm saying, how do you possibly look at this and think this is okay? But this is where the world has, this is what the world has come to, where this is fine. Children have a say. And it's like, well, then we might as well give them all the parental rights because if, if the children have to say, listen, go out there and live on your own. Go live on your own. Well, what's the point of me but that, paying renting for you and buying your clothes and feeding you if you have to say? So I, I, I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost as well. Uh, that, Pastor that, Charlotte. That, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pastor Jeff. No, no. That I was just saying, that's what I'm saying. You know, if if you're going to do this, you might as well take all the rules off the table. You know, right. let let kids get, let kids get married. Let yep. let the pedophiles be with the kids. Let animals have sex with humans. I mean, yep. it's just ridiculous. And and, and I just yeah. want to say this too. And I was I was angry at that Brittany Griner coming in there looking like a straight man. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And a voice and a voice and a voice deeper than he's been. You know. <laughs> yes. 
way of the world that we can do it. everything we want to do, no no holes barred, just anything and everything, anything and everything, Pastor Jeff. Uh, Pastor Charlotte, where do you stand on this for the record? <laughs> my kids could never tell me what they want and where they want us to do. That's my stand as well. Um, when my kids decided that they thought that they could, that was my answer. Get your own place, get a lease with your name on it, and take care <laughs> of you. You don't need my money. But I find that even these children, they punk their parents. So even in the mix of that, they take their money and they tell them what to do. But that's why this friend, you know, because they want to be their friend, I say that all the time, stop trying to be your kid friend because they punking you. You will not, boys will not wear no dresses. And my daughters will not be looking like a boy, not in my house. Now, when you grown and you want to do what you want to do, that's on you. But not if I got to take care of you. So that was my thing, always been. And I stand with that. Love you from afar, boo. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we... We have a responsibility as parents, and it's not to say that these kids don't think. You know, they have, they do have a mind, but the decision-making is on the parent. And when we start, just like Pastor Jeff said, when we start turning over the rules, we might as well just let the whole thing go. Well, how could we say no to this when we say yes to other things? How could we say yes to this when we said no to other things? So, you know, when you start, you know, uh, uh, waffle, waffling in and out, you know, then you're going to be, this going to be a bigger mess. This is going to be a bigger mess because we have all experienced, you know, when you let your child do one thing and when you look up, they try to do something else. You're like, well, wait a minute. Oh, well, you said. No, 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 no. Don't be integrating nothing, dude. That's not what I said. So, you know, we've all had to kind of curtail something based on what we said, and they went the extra step. So where do you think this is going to go? Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much for talking about that because I got a story here that you're not going to be with. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say. This. I just wanted to say this. I'm sorry. I wanted to know what a wonder when the children you allow them to get these um, surgeries, and now they grow up, and now they resent you for allowing them to do it. Now what you going to do? How absolutely. About that? Yeah, absolutely right. Because at, to Pastor Jeff's point, he said it took him thirty some odd years. How, well. We always hear talk about our former life. Pastor K.L. has coined the term, my former life. We've gotten to be older, and now we understand why our parents said what they said back in the day. It's like, whew, now thank God she said no, or thank God they didn't let me do. You know, like you said, it could work in the very opposite where you're looking at the parent now going, well, what did I know as a kid and you let me do that, you know? So it can definitely come back to bite you, Pastor Charlotte, and I agree. I agree. 
Well, I got a story for y'all today. So, I'm trying to figure out where this is, but they have this sex education curriculum that has gone buck wild. It's gone so bad that they had to suspend the curriculum. Now, it started off with a drag queen being in the class and told the 11-year-olds that there are 73 genders. And the parents are in a complete uproar because they, first of all, were being taught by a drag queen, and they, the parents were never told that this was going to be introduced to their child. A drag queen was going to be allowed to come into school and teach the children. And they say when one upset child responded, there's only two genders, the drag queen <laughs> responded by saying, you've upset me and made the student leave the class. So they say that some of the 11-year-olds at the school were taught oh Lord, about oral and anal sex, while another group learned about sex change operations and was shown how skin graft taken from a girl's arm could be used on an artificial penis. They say a lot of the children were too traumatized to even talk to the parents. And the parents <laughs> said that they're pulling the kids out to school. And one teacher told a friend that she had to teach a group of boys and girls, seven and eight years old, how to masturbate. And the teacher was so uncomfortable with the content that she told the kids, please don't listen to me while she taught the lesson. <sighs> so now they have this petition that's circulating amongst, that, that's, that started amongst the parents and, and the people and the people in the community, and they are um, protesting against the drag queen being in the class and felt that the drag queen was alienating the students and and confusing the students. And they were asking how did this drag queen become a special guest speaker? That's how they classified the drag queen. And this guest speaker was inappropriate to a child audience and it was inexperienced and an untrained adult for the classroom. Oh, Lord have mercy. When I read this, I was so disgusted. This is what happens when the school system alone designs the curriculum 
for the children. I'll start. You know what? I'm gonna start with you, Pastor Charlotte. I'm gonna start with you. Um, trying to keep this nicely. Where's the? Oh, Jesus. Okay, so the parents got a petition. That's what you're saying to get the, the teacher right. out. Petition is what we waiting, not just it ain't our neighborhood. Right. Hmm? It's 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 all over. Yeah. Okay. So the principal. See, we got to start there as well. The principal, how do you let someone come in? And how do, so is this a friend of yours? Is this your boo? Uh, <laughs> what, part are you playing? what part are you playing? See, I'm not just coming for the drag queen. I'm coming for everybody. Everybody. How do you get to be okay with eight-year-olds and 11-year-olds to do this, right? So now, like I said, it ain't in our neighborhood because the whole building would have been gone. There would have been a whole – a lot of people would have been arrested because it would have been death because of the fact that you brought this to our children. How dare you? Who gives you that right? Who gives you that as a child? So I want to keep it there because I got much more to say, but I don't. Mm. We'll I'm come trying back. to keep it right. We'll come back. We'll okay. come back. I'm sure the gentleman will say something that might stimulate something else. Pastor KL, what you got? Well, I mean, you know, I have quite a few children, and I was always involved in their schooling. And one thing that I've noticed is that there was always what was called the open house, what was called a meet and greet. So why did this not come up in the open house? I, I, I think I think out of respect, you should tell me what my children are going through or what, what they will be going through in, in the year. You know, there was always um, pamphlets and, you know, you got your, 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 your classes and all that stuff. At some point, it should have been a topic that this is, this is uh, Mr. or Mrs. whoever. You know, and this is going to be the one teaching my children. You know, you always met your your your, your children's teachers. So, why why did did he come out as straight as a man, or was he a straight female? I mean, what why was the cover up? And then, what kind of curriculum would you introduce to my young child on how to masturbate? And and, and I'm trying to figure out how would this help them in the future. This is not a math problem. This is not a science problem. So how would that, do I now put this on my resume that I am a chief masturbator and I can probably <laughs> do, do wonders and, and be an asset to your company? How does that help me? These will be my questions. Mm-mm. Pastor Jeff, are you still in a seat over there? Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> My my thing is I wouldn't have no questions. I'd have went in there and, and beat everybody up. You bring that mess to my my children. I'm 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 being honest. That principal would have got whipped on. That 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 uh, whatever he she would have got whipped on. You know, <laughs> hey, y'all, you don't be you don't be teaching my kids how to masturbate. You don't you know none of that mess. I don't, you know I I I I'm telling you that whole school would have been uproar. They probably would have had to arrest me. 
You you didn't even you did you ask my permission? You just brought this mess in, and that just shows that the perversion is at the head. You know, yeah. If if you brought this in, we we know what the what the leadership is. They they're totally perverted, totally sick, and trying to spread their poison. And they would have paid a, a dare price for that. You know, if I don't feel like going to jail, I don't know how to snuck up on that principal. You know, on, on a dark night, he'd have got he'd have got to beat down. Uh, <laughs> he said on a dark night. You know, I say shut the whole school down. I say shut the school down. I say shut it down. Shut it down. I say put the principal in jail because I, I, I'm with the question, and this came up, I believe, last week. How does this benefit my child in an educational setting? I, that's where I'm lost. We're not talking about after school. We're not talking about in the community center. We're not talking about in the rec room or the rec center. We're talking about in the classroom. You know, we always give our children the talk. Pastor Charlotte, Pastor KL, Pastor Jeff, you are not going to tell me that we have not given our child the, the talk. I send you to school to learn. I send you to school to get an education. There is not one parent who has not had that conversation. There's not one parent that has not had that conversation for multiple reasons, whether it's your child cutting up, whether it's your child, you know, not going to school and, 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 and doing what he was supposed to do, whether it was a child who wanted to go get a job. Listen, I bring home, I'll take care of you. All you do is go to school and learn. Well, what are they learning? How have you been allowed to shift the curriculum how have you been allowed to invite just anybody? And, again, these are to our elementary school students. We're not even talking about high school. What would be the point of, oh, my gosh, how do you teach a child how to have oral and anal sex? What is the, what, what, what do you call it, what do you call it, the, Oh my gosh, the, the aid. What do you call it when 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 you when 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 you show the demonstration? What do you call that? I can't think of the name. Somebody give it to me. Somebody give it to me. I can't think of the name. But you know where where we say okay, well this is how you know you demonstrate. How is that demonstrated? How does master you teach the child how to masturbate? How is that demonstrated? Pastor Charlotte, if you're a teacher, this curriculum is so disturbing to you that you tell the children, please don't listen to me, <laughs> and then you teach. Why would you continue to teach? What is the, excuse me, what is the responsibility of the teacher when, in your opinion, when you are given this curriculum to teach? First of all, if you stand up and you don't want to teach this, you don't. You just got to make right. that choice that you're not teaching that. You know, so don't try to make, make like, oh, I don't really want to teach it, but I really do. Like somebody saying, oh, I don't want to look at it, but they got their hands over their eyes, but their eye is between their fingers. Look it. <laughs> It's so 
So don't try to act like you didn't really want to teach this. You wanted to, but somebody can say, one of the kids can say, well, the teacher said that they really didn't want to teach it, but, you know, so that's, that's how that came about, as far as them teaching it. And then show and tell. Remember back in the day? Yes. They don't, yes. They don't, I, don't, I don't know what they call it now, but back in the day, show and tell. So did you, that was my thing too. Did you bring some dolls? Did you do it on a movie? You know, how was it? Or did you bring in people? How about that one? Oh, jeez. Well, the kids didn't tell that part. So we know they didn't bring in the teacher. Visual aid. That's, That's what it is. That's what it is. Visual aid, Pastor Charlotte. That's it. That's it right there. I couldn't think of it. I couldn't think of it. I couldn't think of it. What was your visual aid? Pastor KL, you have a curriculum, and you're given this curriculum to teach. And supposedly it's so repulsive that you tell the children, please don't uh, 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 pay attention. Please don't listen to me. How idiotic do you sound? Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. First of all, first of all, the the, the children don't want to listen to you anyway. Now you're giving them permission (laughs) not to listen to you. You know, so, I mean, so when do you think you're going to get this classroom back? You know, you've already started something. And and then, for me, I I would think, I'm not in the education um, department, but I would think that I would have to look over this curriculum. And when I've seen this in my house or maybe at a free period, it would jog something in my brain saying, I'm not teaching this. And if I felt uncomfortable going to the principal, you know, there's a board of education. There's higher people you can go to to say, hey, what, what in the world is this you're teaching? You know, you have to stand up for something because these could be your children. And you know what? As a teacher, they should be your children. So why would you teach your children this kind of mess? Absolutely, absolutely. Pastor Jeff, I wanna I wanna I wanna pose this question to you. Uh Lady Nicole is a teacher and she comes home and she says, Honey, I wanna show you the curriculum. And now, now, now I'm I'm just gonna say, just just let's play this game a minute. She's she's okay. She's with the other, she's with the other uh, teachers who feels it's okay to uh, teach this curriculum. You know, she's she's under duress, but she's going to teach it. What do you say to her? Well, my, it, we had that situation to happen. She are you serious? Wow. Yeah, at her other school, they was trying to force her to teach about uh, uh, Dick and Dick and Jane and Jane, you know, getting together. She, she had to read a book to the to the little kids, the kindergarten kids, about two women and two men getting together and doing whatever. I mean, get, you know, and she refused. She she was just like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna teach this, and just happily, the principal didn't force her to. But she said that the um, the state, you know, want, wanted this in the curriculum. 
My wife refused it. And the bottom line is, playing that game you're talking about, if she come home and tell me she's not going to refuse it, we we might have a problem in our marriage. I mean, because you got you got to quit the job then. Bottom line, yeah, I, I'm not going to allow you to to, 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 to do that. I'm not gonna, I'm I'm a man of God, and I'm supposed to teach the truth, and I got to stand for something. So the bottom line is, I'm not going to take down what my belief. I'll have to suffer the consequences, and she would too. You know, you just you got to leave that job, and I'll trust that you know God will work it out for us. Because I can't allow this. Not my house. All righty. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I'm so I'm I'm happy and proud for her. Um, you know that she took that stand, and unfortunately, there needs to be more teachers, such as you know Lady Nicole, who says I'm you know I'm not teaching this. I'm not going to stand here or sit here and read this book to the children and then say, well, listen, I'm going to read this book, but don't listen to me. Like Pastor K.O. said, they, don't, they already don't want to listen. That that has already happened. You you Like he said, when do you get the class back after you go and teach them all of this nonsense? And this here is much more extreme than Adam and Adam and Eve and Eve. You know, this is, this, this is, you have moved, you know, all of our other stories, new stories have been, you know, we're, we're taught, you know, the, 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 the people, the children are taught this about Adam and Adam and Eve and Eve. They have exceeded this by far, where you are teaching oral sex, anal sex, visual aid, you know, how in the world, how in the world have we exited prayer? But this is okay, Pastor Charlotte. How have we exited and thrown out any mention of religion? But all of this is okay. Because the evil one is taking over. And they don't want us to be able to come together. You know, my thing is with this, all of this is with these parents. It starts with you. It starts with you. You can say yes and you can say no. So where's the part of um, the parents, uh, what they call it, when all the parents, they have their meeting with it? PTA. PTA. What happened to those? Yeah, what happened to that? What happened to that you go, you do surprise and, and come to the classes, and on your day off you come to the class and help the teachers out, and you know what's going on with your kids? What happened to all of that? How did we get to here that, we, that it is okay? And it's not okay. But there's so many parents that do babysitter. They drop them off. They don't. They're not concerned. They don't want to read within the you know in the in the children's um, uh, you know go through their books and stuff and see what's in there in their bag book bags. Thank you, Lord. In their book bags. So that's who we get to. And if that's happening, what's next? What else is happening that we just haven't heard about yet? That's the concern. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Because we took out prayer. Because we don't want yep. to talk about it. Because we don't want to take a stand. And this is what's happening. Yep. Pastor KL, the article says, One upset child responded, 
and said there's only two genders after this drag queen said that there were 73. And the drag queen responded, you've upset me and made the pupil leave the class. What is dad saying? Pastor K, are you talking to the mute button? Yes, I was. Yeah, like I was saying, I don't think Dad is going to orally say too much. I think that Rod and I staff is going to comfort him when he gets to the <laughs> school. Um, because, I mean, that, that's just absurd. That's crazy. So your feelings have been hurt because I told you the truth. You know, one thing about what you said earlier about prayer, you know, prayer is light. And any time you, 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 you light a candle or, or turn on a light, it's going to expose darkness. So the reason why there's no longer prayer in school is because prayer was exposing too much stuff. And, and people couldn't get away with a whole lot of stuff. So now if I take prayer out, I can stay in darkness. And, and, and we've learned, if you ever go to the bathroom at night, we've learned how to get or navigate to the bathroom in the darkness. You know, and, and that's what's going on. The, the school is, is able to navigate certain things in doctors because they're not being exposed by the light. Amen. Wow. I like the analogy. I like that analogy. Pastor Jeff, you know, we, we always talk about what we teach our children. And this seven-year-old was willing to, or bold enough, to speak up and say, hey, no, they're not 73 genders. There's only two. How important is it that we teach our children what it is that they need to know so that when they do enter these arenas, they can now speak up and they're not afraid as children to be respectful but to speak up? That would have been me. <laughs> I would have been that child, all right? And I'm proud of that child, and that's why it's important to teach our children the truth. And I would have stood behind that child, defended them or whatever, for telling the truth. That, you know, that, that's why it's important. So they can, when they hear a mistruth, tell the truth. And that, and that, and that he... That whatever that that is, that he, she, or whatever, you know, they 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 would have got dealt with some kind of way, you know, throwing throwing my child out the classroom. I'm just I'm just saying, I would the school would have got sued. That I, I'd have had to press that issue. They they would get sued. Come on, you're gonna bring this in and enforce my child, to, you know, out the classroom because he offended your your nasty behind. And I, too, um, say kudos to the child that raised his hand to refute 73 genders. No, I got A and I got B. That's where the line is drawn, and it is essential that we teach our children these things so that when they go out into the world, they go out into the world, um, they can really, really defend um 
uh, of the home, really, and it's important. And, you know, thank God for the children. The children were the ones who went home and told the They were so disturbed. That's the way the article is reading, that the children were so disturbed that they went home and told their parents. So, you know, thank God that the children didn't walk away with their mouths closed. Ah, oh, my. Uh, do time pastors, thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day. You all do the same. Thank you. You too. God you bless thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, what a conversation. Woo, Lord, let's hold hands and hold hearts and go before the Lord together. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. Thank you so much for just helping to usher us into a beautiful day. Thank you to Heavenly Father that you know this 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 you is the first thing that is on our minds. This you is the first thing that has caught our attention this morning. This you is the first thing we sink our teeth into this morning. Giving you thanks to Heavenly Father for all that you continually do in our life. Thank you so much, God, that you have invested in us one more time, and you've invested in our children. Thank you, God. Thank you. And we lift up this school um, system to you, God, regardless of what state we're talking about, dear God, regardless of what country in this world we're talking about, God. We need you. We need you, God, to defend our children. We need you, God, to protect our children. We need you, God, to cover our children. We need you, God, to just remove all of the negativity and the nastiness out of the mouths of our children, out of the eyes of our children, out of the ears of our children, out of the hearts and the spirit of our children. We're asking you, God, to be the keeper of the gate. Where we, we, we are caught blindsided continually. We have no idea, God, what's before our children. We have no idea, God, what they have planned. And, Lord, we're asking you to raise our parents up that they mandate, that we mandate a plan, that they can't teach anything that we don't know about in advance. Outside of the regular curriculum, dear Heavenly Father, they cannot teach anyone. And we pray, God, that the parents are lifted regardless of what language they speak, regardless of what country they're in, regardless of what their Christian belief is in, but that we take a stand for our children so that the walls of the enemy don't have control. We know your word says that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. To leave nobody in its wake. Everything mutilated. It's coming to annihilate everything that has ever been given that's good. And we're grateful, God, that our children... Our children are alert enough 
So, Lord, we just pray and we ask you to continue to be in the minds of our child. Just, just be in that mind that something that seems off and feels off will cause them to open up their mouth, God. Let us know what's going on. That all that's going on in the dark will be revealed in the light. Lord, we pray for the children who who have been forced and who are challenging and battling uh, uh, this transgender issue and fighting against and being forced to do something that they're not comfortable with. We ask you, God, to be their protector. We're asking you, God, to just, again, be the gatekeeper. Keep them uh, uh, protected in your ark of safety, dear Heavenly Father. That they're not in a dressing room and they feel uncomfortable. That they're not uh, uh, in a sporting arena and they feel uncomfortable. Or they're unsafe because the, 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 the boundaries have been crossed. Lord, we're going to lift up any child that's battling this 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 half and half or this more on one end the opposite end of, of who they were born to be we're asking you dear heavenly father to just rearrange this thing i can't even imagine god what it's like to go through something like this and we're asking for the sake of the child god for the sake of the child because they have the parents that are not enforcing what parents should enforce. That they're not manning the gate properly. That everything is open to them. That, that they're okay with the books that are read in the school. That they're okay with all of this, God. That it doesn't matter to them. Because they'll grow out of it. And for all those who have not grown out of it, who are still left to deal with this, this is what happens when we don't man the gate. When we do not do what we're supposed to do, God, and I'm asking that you help every child who's going through this thing, God. They don't have the parents. They don't have the the, the people that take care of them properly. The school is, is welcoming and, and getting involved to, to help make this change and to, to, to push this agenda. I pray to Heavenly Father that you help our children. What about the children, God? You, 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 this is your creation, and I know you love them, and I know you're concerned, because they belong to you before they belong to us. So we ask you, God, to just snatch them out. Snatch them out from the grips of the enemy. Set them on a straight and narrow. It wouldn't be the first, and it wouldn't be the last. As Pastor Charlene said, What happens when they get older and they realize what they've done and nobody was there to man the gate? Now they're caught in another web, another level of confusion, anger, resentment as an adult. And this is how we end up, God, with with, with being shot because we won't give somebody a lighter. 
we're asking you, God, to cover them from now as children, to remove them from this toxic cycle now. We're calling on you, Lord, for your innocent children. They all start off innocent, God. We just pray that you just make it all happen while we do our part and we will both work as your as, as your prayer says as it is in heaven and on earth that they both would be in sync that no stone would be unturned and we thank you in advance we thank you as we prayed how you're shifting the atmosphere God Give us the words to say when we're approached as pastors, as leaders, as adults, as mature adults, when we hear these things, as parents who have raised children to be adults. We're asking you, dear Heavenly Father, to just help us articulate what it is that we need to say, that we don't make the matter worse, but that we stand a firm foundation right on your son, right on that rock. Thank you for introducing yourself to us in a special way, that this is not okay with us, because we have clergy that it's okay with, but we thank you, God, that it's not okay with us, but that we would know how to march forward. We would know how to march forward and do whatever it is we need to do and say what it is we need to say, God, that you would be the leader that you would be right beside us and that you would be behind us, covering all four corners, all areas, on above us and beneath us, God, all around, inside and out, and that you would never leave our side, that we would always call on your name, God. We are not the group that does not want you. We are not the group that refuses you, God. We're calling on you, God, to make this different. We're calling on you, God, to make the change. And we just lift this world in prayer, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. It is really a sad state of affair when, like I said, you know, we we send our children to school for one thing. And like like Pastor KL said, you know, how do you you know you you have your other countries that are so focused on education that the United States is like 110 steps behind. We're so far behind in the basics, and you're trying to figure out how are we so behind. In the basics And we are still not Doing what we need to do That this is how We're spending our time Our children don't even know How to read or write And yet you're teaching them Anal sex Oral sex Masturbation You know I've had a Standing question 
and uh, I, I, I say it again today. It doesn't. When you go to take your 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 bar exam, it doesn't matter what gender you are, what sex you are, male or female. When you go to take your medical boards or whatever they call it, it doesn't matter whether you're a male or female. When you become a rocket scientist, you don't get the job, you know, based on anything else but your aptitude, how well you can do the job. An athlete, how well you do the job. Your gender, as far as uh, male and female and which one I prefer and all of this kind of stuff, this doesn't really come up unless you're talking about sex. This transgender thing, this LGBTQ, is about sex. It doesn't matter what your gender is until you're having sex. And that's why this is so confusing to me as to why we're introducing this to our children, seven and eight years old. Our seven and eight-year-old children are not having oral sex and anal sex. They're not doing that. Why are we teaching it? A drag queen, you know, these people operate mainly for sexual purposes. It doesn't matter who they are until it's time to have sex. So why is this an issue when it comes to schooling? And you're talking about seven and eight-year-olds. 11-year-olds. Why are we introducing this stuff to our children so early? Why are we allowing our children to become the opposite sex so early? Why are we allowing certain things? I can't tell you what you feel on the inside. I don't have that right to tell you. I don't know how you feel on the inside, you could describe it to me. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm. A, you know, I've heard people say, you know, I, I've, I've felt, I've always wanted to be a boy, and it's a girl. I've always wanted to be a girl, and it was a boy. And that's one thing. But when it comes to the sex part, that's a whole different story. I remember there were there were two girls who were involved with one another and what the one who acts as a boy somebody asked her are you are you like are you gay and or something like that and she said I'm not gay I like her and pointed to the one she was in a relationship with and I thought that was real interesting because it said to me that this was just a sexual preference. This had nothing to do with, with your body, you know, and, and things like that. You made the distinction. When that person asked you, were you gay, 
you said, I like her. I'm like, gay, I like her. So there was a, to me, that, that said a lot more than just that, I like her. Well, later on, a few years later, she ended up with two kids. <laughs> she, didn't, she, she went the old-fashioned way to get her children. So clearly, you were able to stomach it long enough to have not one but two children. Those two people were no longer together, but she, you know, later on was still in a same-sex relationship. But she had her two kids. Naturally. So she's weaving in and out of dealing with a male and a female. Thank God judgment is left to God. The true judgment, not the street judgment. Oh, don't judge me. Thank God true judgment is left to God. Because this stuff is so convoluted that the natural mind couldn't handle it. The natural mind couldn't. You have those who, like the pastors on here, took a stand. They said, not my child, not in my house. And you have the opposite side that says, well, we can't tell you what to do. You know, we're your parents, but we can't tell you what to do and you know, you, we just got to let you live your life. And, you know, it'll get worked out later. You literally hear people say things like that. And I'm so happy that I have given my life to the Lord. Because because of that, I can only teach the things of God. And that's the stand that I take. I can only teach the things of God. I don't have any other choice. Now that I've given my life to the Lord, I can only teach the things of God. And it doesn't matter who likes it and who doesn't. As long as God is pleased with Stephanie's life, that's the only thing I can teach my children and my grandchildren. Make sure you take the proper stand. And up for Jesus. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my pastors, the Due Time crew, for uh, just giving us some thought-provoking conversation. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Please do not miss that opportunity, this opportunity, to give your life to Christ right now. Please do not miss the opportunity to strengthen your life in the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Wow Wednesday. I love you.